Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles, even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole where OP secretly sells his house without telling his wife about it. Am I the butthole for selling our house without informing my wife? My wife and I have been married for many years, but before we got married, I had built up a substantial wealth. When we got married, I opted for a prenuptial agreement and complete separation of assets. She also has significant premarital wealth. Besides the house we currently live in, I still own a beautiful apartment in the same city that I usually rent out, but it's currently vacant. Over the past two years, we've had many discussions about moving to a smaller town and getting a house near the beach. Two months ago, we bought the house for our upcoming move. We've already made the renovations we wanted, bought furniture, and we'll be moving into a new house soon. Since we won't be living in this city anymore, I didn't see a reason to keep the house we currently live in, and I sold it without notifying my wife. Considering that it's solely my asset, I don't see the need to inform her in advance. Plus, selling and buying property is always a stressful process. On the day I finalized the sale, I told her I'd sold the house, and she was furious with me for not letting her know. She mentioned that she still needs a residence in the city and intends to come here frequently. I explained to her that I still have the apartment, which we can use whenever we need to be in the city, so there shouldn't be an issue. She remains upset with me, claiming that I didn't treat her like a wife by not involving her in such an important decision. On the other hand, I didn't exactly leave her without an address in the city, and the house was always exclusively my asset, just as she has her own wealth. 
She argues that it's a completely different situation because it's the house that we've been living in and we're moving in the next few days. Am I the butthole? OP, I'm on your wife's side on this one. This has nothing to do with the fact that this is your house or the fact that you have a right to sell the house, which you do, by the way. This is just, like, why didn't you even tell her? Why would you hide that information from your wife, the person you live with? Just, surprise, we have to move out because we don't own this house anymore. It's such a weirdly huge and important thing to not communicate. If my partner did that to me and we were living in a house that she owned and she just sold it out of the blue, I'd be like, wow, she can keep these kinds of secrets from me? What other secrets is she keeping? I'd feel betrayed, hurt, even though she has the right to. It's just, it's just weird, OP. So I'm on her side. I'm giving her zero out of five buttholes. I think her reaction is totally normal. I'm giving you two out of five buttholes. Even though you had the right to do what you did, it was still really inconsiderate and cold. Am I the butthole for telling my sister that it's her fault that her son is being bullied? I'm a 26-year-old woman, and my 33-year-old sister has two sons, Bracken, who's 13, and Neville, who's 11. My husband and I went to a basket raffle at our local library this past weekend with my sister, Bracken, Neville, Bracken's girlfriend, who's 13, and my sister's husband. This raffle is held every year, and it has many local businesses and organizations donate baskets to help raise funds for the library. There are all sorts of baskets, from free massages, to gift cards, to sports jerseys, and so much more. Bracken got some tickets for all the sports-related ones. He plays baseball, and he's done this every year, and he's been pretty successful in the past. Bracken then walked around with his girlfriend. I was hanging out with my husband, sister, and the rest of the family while looking at the baskets when Bracken and his girlfriend came back to us. Shortly after this, we saw some science-related baskets with projects and books for kids and adults. Neville likes this kind of stuff, and it was going fine until that section. They also had a few baskets that were aimed at girls interested in STEM. When Neville saw the baskets, he called them stupid and started making some pretty awful comments about how girls are too dumb for science and that's why they needed special baskets. He made some more comments like, this is why Robotics Club is all boys. My husband and I just dismissed it and we could see a few people giving us looks and Bracken made a comment telling Neville to shut his mouth. The raffle happened. Bracken won a lot, but the rest of us didn't. On the car ride home, my husband and I were wondering where Neville could have learned that type of language, and we were stumped. Last night, I got a call from my sister, and she seemed stressed. She was telling me about how horrible Neville's first month of middle school was. She was telling me that he was being targeted and bullied. I asked her to explain what happened, and she was just crying. So I asked if she could give the phone to someone else. She gave the phone to Bracken, who told us that his mom was not telling the truth. He said that kids were mocking Neville for what he said at the raffle. Bracken admitted to telling his friends about the incident, who then spread the information around to the other 6th graders. Some of the kids in Neville's grade were calling him creepy and weird, and were doing it to his friends as well, who defended his comments. My sister quickly grabbed the phone from Bracken. After she calmed down, she asked me what to do. I told her this was on her, and it was her fault for not correcting Neville's behavior. She said that she didn't know why he said it, and said that she can't just take away his phone or friends when I mentioned both as a possible source. She just doubled down and said that she needed to teach Bracken and his friends not to gossip. I told her she was being ridiculous and hung up. She tried to call back, but I didn't pick up. Then I got angry texts. Am I the butthole? <laughs> 
Okay, I wasn't going to mention this because I didn't want to unnecessarily call out Bracken, but I scrolled down to the comments, and the first post is exactly what I was thinking. Heir of Ravenclaw says, I thought this was going to be about bullying because she named her son Bracken, lol. Man, I had the exact same thought. I'm with you, man. So anyways, OP, I think I am actually going to give you a butthole score, but not for the reason you think. I think pretty much everyone in this story, except for Bracken, deserves a butthole score. All Bracken did was tell the truth. I guess he shouldn't have gossiped about his brother, but really, as a 13-year-old, could he have expected or, like, foreseen that outcome? He didn't really do anything wrong, he was just a, you know, dumb 13-year-old. As for you and your sister, OP, you both saw bad behavior out of Neville, and you both just allowed it. You ignored that bad behavior. Your contribution to being a parent figure to Neville was to talk about it with your husband afterwards and have no actual conversation with your sister. Obviously, your sister is more responsible because she's the actual parent, but the fact that all four adults, you and your husband and your sister and her husband, didn't say anything during that incident pretty much tells Neville that what he said and what he thinks is okay. Which is stupid because what he's saying isn't really true. They don't have girl science baskets because girls are dumb. They do it because girls are underrepresented in STEM and they're trying to attract and lure girls over with science stuff. So Neville gets 1.5 out of 5 buttholes for being a stupid kid. OP, you get 2 out of 5 buttholes for being a bad aunt. And his mom gets 2.5 out of 5 buttholes for being a bad mom. Am I the butthole for ending my childcare agreement with my sister because I don't want to care for her future stepkids whom I've never met? I'm a 27-year-old woman, and I'm a stay-at-home mom to my two little boys, ages 5 and 1. I also take care of my sister's two kids, ages 8 and 6 after school and during summer break. My sister sends snacks for all the kids and pays me a small amount of money. I never asked for a lot because it was never a big deal to me and I enjoy seeing my niece and nephew, but now things have changed. My sister is engaged and her future husband lives out of state with his two kids. My sister already told me that they were hoping I would take care of their kids. I asked when I would be meeting these kids and she said that they fly in just before the wedding and I would start right away. I told her that I'd like to get to know the kids first, and she said they want to start out on the right path with being a blended family, and that means treating the kids the same. She said they want them to have that after-school time together. I told her I understood, but I wouldn't be comfortable taking care of the kids for extended periods of time when I don't know them and I will have met them only one or two times before they'd be placed in my care, so I wouldn't be comfortable. My sister asked why I can't just embrace a big change and throw myself in. I told her I would if she'd be willing to give me some time to get to know the kids, but she said no. So I told her firmly that she would need to find someone else to take care of the kids. My sister told me that I was really showing that I only consider family those who are related by blood. But I would feel the same way if my brother came back home after several years and asked me to watch his kids, who I've never met, and they are blood-related. For me, this is just a position that requires a close, existing relationship for me to be okay with it. Am I the butthole? Okay, so you've got two kids, your sister has two kids, and then your sister's husband has two kids. So that means you're watching six children, which is a lot. That's a lot to handle. And you're doing this basically for free. Yeah, she's paying you, but you never ask for the money. And your only request for this cheap babysitting is you get a chance to know the kids first, and she says, no, that is not good enough. OP, clearly your sister is taking you for granted here. 
I think the boundary that you set here is completely reasonable. So I'm on your side OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes, and I'm giving your sister 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for refusing to share my half of the inheritance with my nieces and nephews? I'm a 34 year old man. Me and my sister, who's 40, recently lost our last remaining parent. We're both devastated, but regardless, the logistics all need to be worked out. Our parents were very clear in their will that our inheritance and all property are split evenly between the two of us. It's to the tune of around $1 million. Here's where the problem starts. I'm gay and I live with my partner, who I'm not married to, across the country from the rest of my family. My sister and her husband have three small kids under the age of 11. My sister said that since it's highly unlikely I'll ever have kids, which remains to be seen, I haven't decided that yet, and because I live a comfortable life currently, that I should take at least one quarter of my inheritance money and open bank accounts for her kids. Instead of using her own money to do that, she wants to buy a McMansion to get out of their smaller cramped house basically implying that her and her family need the money more than I do since they're married with kids and I'm not. She thinks that my parents were unfair when they created the will and that I should do the right thing and make up for their mistake. Our entire family is split on the issue. My brother-in-law is obviously on my sister's side and said that I'm being greedy and don't care about my nieces and nephews' future. Our aunts, uncles, and cousins all have differing opinions, with the more homophobic side of the family saying that I'm being a greedy butthole. It's causing a major rift, and I'm worried that eventually she'll cut me off and won't let me have a relationship with the kids anymore. Part of me thinks that maybe they do need the money more than me. Maybe I should just let the money go. Am I the butthole? In the comments, people are overwhelmingly saying that OP is not the butthole, which I completely agree with, especially since she got 500k, so if she wants to spend money on the kids, then spend it out of your 500k. But then, OP posted an update. I talked to my sister and told her that giving her kids a quarter of my inheritance is off the table. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I told her that the most I'm willing to do is leave her kids as the heirs to my estate if I don't end up having kids of my own. But if she wants to set up accounts for them right now, then it's gonna have to come out of her money. She was salty about it, but begrudgingly agreed. I think that showing her this thread also helped. She's not going to cut me off from her kids, and she said that I was crazy to think that she would ever do that. Thank you guys for helping me gain the confidence to stand my ground. Crisis averted. So, I guess all's well that ends well, but still, the butthole scores is 0 out of 5 buttholes for OP, and let's say 2.5 out of 5 buttholes for the sister, because her expecting him to just give up $125,000 is ridiculous, insane, nutso, super selfish. Am I the butthole for expecting my daughters to share their grandma's inheritance 50-50, regardless of the will? I have two daughters that were my late mother-in-law's only grandchildren, Elise, who's 22, and Rhea, who's 21. She always favored Elise because Elise wanted to follow in her footsteps and be just like her. She spent so much time with Elise, teaching her her profession and using her connections to get her set up in her field. When my mother-in-law went into senior care, she had to disperse her assets to pay for it. This created yet another opportunity for her to favor Elise by making sure that she alone got her tools and a small amount of land that she used to set up her greenhouse. She passed a little over a year ago, and we got a letter in the mail about a trust that she had set up about a decade ago. There isn't much, about $30,000. 
The trust states that it's supposed to be shared equally between her grandkids and can only be fully dispersed when the youngest is 21. The only two grandkids are my daughters, Elise and Rhea, and Rhea just turned 21. We asked about it and got the answer that, unfortunately, only Elise is eligible to withdraw money from the trust. My mother-in-law set up a clause that anyone who had a child before the minimum age to inherit is automatically disqualified. In short, if one of the grandkids has a baby before the age of 21, they get $0 and their portion goes to the other heirs. Rhea has a two-year-old son, and Elise doesn't have any kids, so according to the terms, Elise gets 100% of the money. I'm pissed! My wife wants to just let it go and pretend that it never happened, just like the land. I don't. My mother-in-law never treated Rhea like a real grandchild. She never spent real time with her or gave her the same opportunities. Also, Elise had to undergo a hysterectomy. My mother-in-law set up that clause so that Rhea could fail and she would have an excuse to get a dig in one last time. I ignored the land thing because at least that helped out Elise's career. I think that Elise is obligated to do the right thing and split this with her sister. Elise thinks that we shouldn't fight the will and my wife is trying to stay neutral. Also, OP conveniently left out a relevant detail that Elise is the biological grandchild of the mother-in-law, but Rhea isn't. <sighs> OP, I understand why you're upset because you're a parent to these two girls and you want to treat them equally, but as a parent, it's your responsibility to treat your kids equally. It's not everyone else's responsibility to treat your kids equally. The simple fact of the matter is that your mother-in-law can spend her money however she wants. If she favors one of her grandkids and wants to leave all the money to her, then that's fully her prerogative. Also, the fact that you're so up in arms about this when the money isn't even coming from your side of the family is a bit troubling. If it was your mother who was leaving the inheritance, then I could understand the frustration a lot more, even though you'd still be wrong. But this is your mom's mother, not your mother's, so, you know, maybe you should mind your own business here. So I have to give you a butthole score. I do think you're coming from this from a well-intentioned place, it's just you're not morally right here. I'm giving you 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving everyone else 0 out of 5 buttholes. I do wish the grandmother had been more balanced in her relationship with the two granddaughters, but without the context of knowing what their relationship was like, it's kind of hard to say. You know, you say Elise spent a lot of time with her grandmother, so does that mean that Rhea avoided her grandmother? Because that's pretty relevant context. That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.